This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Artie Friends. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Your favorite dynamic duo is back. Woo! I know. It's been too long. When I tell you my microphone was literally dusty and I had to dust it before recording today. That's how you know. That's wild. Well, today's topic is going to be about reading. Kara and I have both been avid readers our whole lives, especially in childhood, but then like refound, I think, our passion for reading later in life post-college. So we just kind of wanted to talk about that, you know, a little self-care episode, but with cozy season coming up, you know, it seemed it seemed appropriate. Yeah. And I'm shocked that we haven't done an episode on reading yet already. No, the closest we did was quotes from our favorite books. Right. But this will be a little different. Yeah. But first, as always, catch up a little bit, share our peaks of the week, and then we'll get into it. I have to say, before we do our own thing, I loved the episode with you and McKenna. You guys did so good. It was so fun to hear like the full debrief on Europe. Like what a time. Oh my gosh. Thank you. We had a lot of fun recording that. And we had to stop ourselves because we almost went over two hours and we're like, we need to shut up. People get it. <laughs> it was really cool. So no, we we loved that, doing that together. And we love having McKenna on. She's just such a queen. Well, I think I speak for everyone that if you guys had done a three or four hour debrief, I think we all would have listened to the whole thing. So (laughs) next time, go for it. I wish you were there. You would have loved it so much. Like, it was just so iconic. Next time. I know when you guys were talking about, like, doing the next family trip, I was like, I'm going to invite myself on that. I'll just be, (laughs) I think I probably technically would get sixth Kurt Patrick sibling, maybe seventh, because Morgan and Julian would be fifth and sixth. I'll take seventh. Yeah. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Seventh honorary Kurt Patrick. (laughs) I am happy to claim you as that. Okay, speaking of trips, going somewhere tomorrow, definitely, maybe, probably. Haven't packed, haven't booked a flight, but it's like 3 p.m. You know, a lot has been happening and I had to work the shop all weekend. So the way we restructured it, I don't know if I explained this yet, but we used to, the owners of 1404 used to work the same amount of shifts per month, but we would just kind of like round robin take shifts. 
And then I had this idea. I was like, wait, what if we all just worked like a whole weekend and then like the next person worked the next weekend, next person worked mm-hmm. the weekend after that. That way you could have like a whole weekend off. So now the next two weekends, I have them off. So in my head, I've been like, okay, I need to take a trip now that we have this new scheduling. But that meant that the last week, like I was 300% because it was like my week to do everything. So therefore, I didn't have time to make any travel plans. And so now it's Monday and I'm like, okay, well, I need to get out of here tomorrow. So my to-do list is so long, but I wanted to ask you where you think I'm going because I asked Clay, my mom, Clay's parents, and my sister all where they thought I was going when I told them that I would be taking a trip. This was like over the past couple of weeks. And they all guessed it right on the first try. Okay. Well, when I saw your story, I, for, cause you posted an Instagram story asking the same thing. I thought Mexico. See, I feel like that's a newfound <laughs> answer. Cause I put on there like the real OGs would know. So I'm going to give you two more mm, guesses. Think okay. like deeper. <laughs> Do better. I do better. You don't even know me, honestly. This is what happens when we've been podcasted together for almost two months. I don't even know who you are. Um, oh my God. Now I feel like this is so much pressure. Okay. Um, is it in the US? No. Okay. 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 Amsterdam. Yep. Good job. <laughs> because that is so OG. I only recently started going to Mexico more at, in the pandemic because the borders were more open and it was closer. And I, with the shops, like I didn't have these long two week chunks. So I had to go always go to right. Mexico because you can go down there for like three to four days. So half the people I would say guessed Mexico. And then the OGs, like there was a lot of people that guessed Amsterdam. And I was like, they know, they know. So also give it to you. Okay. No, I don't know why. I just thought it was Mexico. I feel like you just thrive in Mexico. And also you always find new places that I'd never heard of in Mexico. So I don't know. To me, you're like the queen of Mexico. But when I was in Amsterdam three weeks ago, I kept saying, this is so Allison. Like I would see cute girls walking Uh. the street. I'm like, and I had like so much to tell you. I should have sent you a voice message, but I was like, I didn't want to bother you. And I was also just like so over being on my phone. I didn't even post anything from being in Amsterdam. I knew but I literally everything- <laughs> didn't know you guys were there until the debrief. I'm yeah, like, Kara, no, I, I was <laughs> I so, stories. I can't, I know. It's like, I was just, I don't want to be on my phone. I don't yeah. know if you ever get in one of those moods where I was just like, this is such a beautiful, magical city. And the last thing I want to do is look at my phone. So, but everywhere I went, I was like, this outfit, this girl walking by is so Allison. The city is so Allison. And I was sending you good energy. I don't know if you could feel it, but I was oh, sending it all to you. Thank you. More validation. And then <laughs> last night when I was like closing up shop, the last customer of the day, she was like, do you have any fun plans this week? And I was like, well, I think I should take a trip, but I don't know where. I was just trying to like say that because it's not booked yet. And if the, you know, like if something doesn't work out, I don't want to jinx it. And she was like, you should go to Amsterdam. And she pulls up her pants and she had an Amsterdam tattoo on her ankle. And I was like, okay, what are the chances of that? And she was like, I literally went earlier this summer and just like fell in love. So I had to get it tatted. But between that and then like hearing you guys go, I love that McKenna said to stay in Utrecht because Mm -hmm. like I never had thought of that. And then I was watching YouTube videos on Utrecht and like, I was like, wow, 20 minutes away. I just always assumed it was further. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys. No, it's amazing. Wait, are you going to do that? Um, Well, I don't know. (laughs) You're like, actually, don't ask me any logistics because I do not know. But no, I truly, truly highly recommend it. It's like the Brooklyn, I feel like. It's the cooler. Mm -hmm. I think it's cooler, honestly. It had the amazing shopping. 
shopping. It's just a smaller, cleaner vibe. And you can even just do a full day or two in Utrecht, but it's cheaper too. And I feel like in five years, everyone's going to be doing Utrecht and it's going to be the known, more popular thing to do. I'm excited. I like the YouTube videos I was watching last night. Oh my God. Also, I just like have so much to say. My brain is like a squirrel right now, but <laughs> I was watching Icy Coffee McCall. Do you know him? I don't. Okay. I didn't either until I came across this YouTube videos last night. And mm-hmm. he is the one who invented the video style of going up to people and ask them what they're wearing or questions in the street. Okay. Like, you know how all over, like there's so many iterations of asking people questions on the street right now, but he was mm-hmm. the OG person who did that. And he has like almost a million subscribers on YouTube. And now he like gets to go to all these fashion shows and has this like amazing life. And But yeah, I just loved that video style and seeing how he's been able to grow like his whole brand. And now he even does this series called like Holy Grails where he goes to people's apartments or studios or whatever. And they have like a massive collection of amazing vintage pieces that they either like rent out or they like have for themselves, whether it's like furniture or clothes. And since I kind of have the Airbnb now, one of my Mm -hmm. original plans was to have this like core collection of stuff at the Airbnb that guests could wear when they stay there. Because I just like feel like you never see that. Mm -hmm. And I had even told Gerardo that way back when I went to LA last December or whatever, that he should do that. And he's like, no, that's not my thing. And I was like, you're right. I think that's my own dream. (laughs) (laughs) That's your own little spin on your own apartment, Airbnb. Yeah. Okay, wait, I have one more thing to say about the Airbnb and then we can move on. So I made the switch mostly geared because the Wi-Fi couldn't reach the front side very well. Mm. Because remember how we kept having Wi-Fi issues? Yes. It wasn't actually like bad Wi-Fi. It's just like so far away. Right. Because the Wi-Fi box is all the way on the back apartment side. And I don't know why, you know, everything always has to run its course and work out how it was. But I always feel like so fucking annoying when I'm explaining this. My unit is very large. There's basically two apartment sides way back. I had lived in the apartment side on the west side, made New Wave, the front east side. Did that for three years, whatever. Then when I decided to open 1404, put the Airbnb in the apartment side because in my brain, I was like, oh, that's fully set up for living. I'll just live in like the front kind of with my new wave stuff and I'll move the shop downstairs. And a big part of it is because in my head, I don't think I was ready to let go of new wave in my mind being on the front side. Like, because if 1404 failed, I was like, I still need to keep like the racks up here Mm. and my displays. Cause what if like 1404 isn't successful? And then I just deleted my store up here. Right. And so I didn't want to shoot myself in the foot. So like for months, I was just kind of like holding on to that. But now that 1404 has hit the six month mark and everything's going well, like customers are supporting, the business model works, the owners are all getting along, that kind of thing. I was like, okay, I can fully let go of like New Wave the shop being on the front. So I switched it back. So I moved the Airbnb to the front side and then moved my apartment back into the backside, which is how I should have done it from the beginning. Like, duh. Mm, And so this whole time, I haven't had a full kitchen since I switched it for the last like six months. I was literally just using a microwave, a toaster, and a hot kettle. So my food options were so limited. And now the last, I think it's been a week that I've been on this side. I'm like, an oven, a a stove. I've been like cooking every meal. You've like the things you take for granted. Yeah. I mean, that is so true. It makes so much more sense. That probably feels so relieving to have a kitchen again. Because when you're traveling, like we just had our Airbnb. Yeah. When we were in Amsterdam, we got an Airbnb for four nights. We did not cook once. We just ate out. Yeah. Exactly. And if you do cook something... 
usually it's like pretty small, like mostly breakfast things. And like, I have a mini mm-hmm. fridge over there. And I was like, if I survived over here for six months with this type of kitchen, a traveler can survive for like a day or two. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. And yeah, if it's in the listing, they know what they're signing up for. And again, most people will go on vacation to escape. They're doing the dishes and the cleaning and cooking mm-hmm. and stuff. So I don't think, I think that makes so much sense. Right. And it's like a going out district. So there's like all kinds of food around mm-hmm. here. So it's so fine, but I had to wait for the right moment where there wasn't like enough bookings so I could block it off for a week, make the whole flip, which was a pain in the fucking ass. I had to deconstruct every bed, switch every single drawer, flip-flop everything. It was such a hot mess in here, but got it done, took all new photos, updated the entire listing, contacted like the couple of guests and was like, hey, by the way, I switched it. Like, do you have any issues? And they were like, no, it's cool. And then I am not joking. Since I put it up, September is literally like 90% booked. Wow. And they were only, it was only like 50% booked before. So like people are way more into the... I mean, it's gorgeous. The front is amazing. It's and the lighting's prettier. incredible. And no, it makes so much... Oh, wait, so are you on the front right now? Or are you in the back? No, now I'm in the back. And Hello. <laughs> I know. So I basically just like moved my podcast chair right next to like where the sunroom is kind of nice so there's like good lighting and it's right next to the wi-fi so now you and i are never gonna have issues and now since i just put it in my bedroom (laughs) i can leave this setup all the time and it doesn't matter if they're Mm -hmm. guests because they're all the way on the other side and this room is the quietest so this is the best for us for the for the shops and the last thing that was like so fucking annoying about living on the front side is the only entrance was the street entrance right off 13th So I would come outside, like just trying to let peaches out and there would be people walking by. Mm -hmm. It's a very busy street. I'm like not trying to talk to anyone yet. And one day, this was like the final straw. I walk out and there's like a full photo shoot like happening on my front door. And I was like, oh my God, hi. And there was like a lot of people standing out there like taking these photos. And I was like, I'm just trying to let my dog out. And then I like had to talk to them and like explain and then go back inside. And I was like, I'm terrified to leave. Like I need some privacy. So it's like, okay, block off the Airbnb, switch it. And now I can sneak in and out the back like I used to and all is good. So I also feel very settled and not stressed anymore about all of this because everything about living on the front side just felt so tempting. Temporary that I like couldn't really relax. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you figured this out. This sounds like definitely the move. And yeah, I'm happy that you have a kitchen again. Like I could not do that. That's insane. Yeah. It'll be so much better for my health. Yeah. Because you are a very healthy person. I feel like you like to cook. But I feel like you like to eat healthy things. And it does take a stove. <laughs> it <laughs> it does take a like stove. Like you said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's amazing. I mean, I honestly did all of my updates for the most exciting parts of my life on last, no, two weeks ago. So if you want to hear what I did for the last few weeks, go to meet McKenna's episode. Other updates, I'm home alone for the week, so that's really fun. I literally am deep cleaning, just chilling because Connor's on a work conference. So I think you and me both have agreed like (laughs) we like sometimes when it's just us. We love Connor and Clay. I feel like everyone needs their partner to go out of town every once in a while. You just need to move back to Omaha and then Connor and Clay (laughs) can room and then you and I can live together. Yes. <laughs> I'm we'll like, solve all of our issues. No, I know. I I don't know. We can do a whole episode on this later. I feel like I'm just such a girl's girl and like I just like girly things. And you related to this too, but like sometimes guys are just so guy and like they're in your space being a guy. And I'm just like, like even just on Sunday, like it was dead quiet in my house. And usually it's like college football or sports, which is fine. Like that feels like fall to me too. And like I like that vibe, but it was nice to just have silence and I could just do whatever I wanted. 
Yeah. And it's it's so hard because you don't want to not allow them to have their stuff and their decor because if I didn't have my things, I would be unwell. Right. But it's like, why is your stuff so ugly? <laughs> that's why they have man caves. Like, that's why it's a thing. Like, go put all your ugly shit in the garage. <laughs> I know. Because I just feel like their stuff is so functional where girl stuff, it's like, yeah, it's functional, but it looks good. Yeah. And like, I deliberately like, picked it out because it looks good. Like, this is a footrest, but it's also side tape. And it blends in, yeah. and like it's also storage underneath. Whereas, yeah, I feel like guy stuff likes to be out and they want to show off sports stuff, or I don't know. Uh, I'm so with you. Yeah, we Love should you guys. do. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clank on her. We do need to do an updated, like, living with men episode. I know. I mean, I'm seeing more people just having their own room, which I don't have the space for that because we only have two bedrooms and I like having an office and I like no, not no, having. No. That's all you got to do. Your bedroom is the office. My, like, the yeah. Pot, that's what I did now. So yeah. I downsized my bed because I had a king bed and it just took over the whole room. And I was like, well, if Clay and I have our own bedrooms, I just, I only need a full then. And so I was able to fit in my closet, desk, podcast space, everything in my bedroom. So it's yeah. possible you could. Especially with that sleep. Oh, we can talk about this later. We can do a whole episode <laughs> on this later. But I agree. Like I, this, I mean, this is my room. Like Connor doesn't have anything in here that says, thankfully. But yeah, so. And then you could just turn the sunroom into the office part. Like oh, okay, right. Bed, you know what I mean? Because you have that like off area. Yeah, so Connor could have nice. your bedroom. You could have the spare bedroom with the sunroom. Wait, so do you sleep in that room without Clay? Well, oh, he, doesn't, he wakes up early though. He has hasn't moved back in yet. Okay, okay. I don't know. Maybe he'll do that when I'm gone. Yeah. Probably. You would think that we'd be like racing to move back in together, but it's like we've been together for five years. So we've slept together for what? Four and a half years times three. Like we're good. And I'm sure maybe some listeners looking from the outside and you're and I's lives are like, you guys are like not with your partners that much. You're like traveling or they're doing this. And I'm like, it's really fine. Like for maybe, you know, every relationship is different, but I don't know if I speak for you and Connor, but I speak for Clay and I, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I feel like everywhere online, you see like, everyone, I want to do everything with my boyfriend. Like, we travel the world together. We do everything together. I'm like, like, should I? I don't know if you want that. Like, and I feel weird that I don't have, like, because I don't, me and Connor don't travel everywhere together. But I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily want that. I don't know. That can be a topic for another day too. But it's just like, what is the right balance of doing everything together and having your own things? Yeah. Okay. We'll write this down. An episode about maintaining independence while being in a relationship. And we can mm, unpack it. Love it. Okay. okay. Peaks of the week. <laughs> Peaks of the week. <laughs> um, You first? I would say my peak is my friend had a birthday party this past weekend and I met lots of new people. And I absolutely adored her family. It's my friend Abby, who I know from, well, she was a coyote at Mizzou too, but I know her from Jane, our mutual friend. And her family is so freaking adorable. I talked to her grandma for like two hours and her grandma's grandma Alice. And she's just so cute and such a queen and like hilarious. So I just had a great time. And it just reminded me of our conversation with Dr. Shields of having multi-generational friendships. And I'm like, I just want to be Grandma Alice's friend. Like, I want to hang out with her. Yeah, like, you're like, no, like one-on-one, like as my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please come over to Abby's like once a week and I will also be there and we can all hang out. 
So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Old women are so wise and old men. Yeah, I think she literally, I don't know how, I think maybe the podcast came up and she was like, I'll come on the podcast. And I'm like, <gasps> wait, no, why would she actually be such an amazing guest? Okay. Yeah. We so should, cutie. Should, should so do that. That was too many S's. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll text Abby after this. Okay. Get her love permission. It. And the, the party was fun too? Yes. It was just like a house party. She also recently moved into my neighborhood. So that's awesome. Having a finally someone that I know close to my age friend in the neighborhood. So that's really nice. I love that. That is a good piece. Yes. How about you? Mine was discovering coneflower. So if you guys are unfamiliar, Coneflower was recently rated number one ice cream shop in America. And it is from Omaha. Yep. Number one on Yelp. And from like thousands and thousands of submissions. And the line is always so long. Like if you're Mm -hmm. from Nebraska, you know, the coneflower line is like around the block. So I had never gone, but that is stupid of me because obviously if there's a really long line, it means something is good. But I just like never wanted to wait, which is Mm -hmm. so annoying of me. But they opened a (laughs) second location now and it's down by me. It's over at the Millwork Commons. And so I was like, okay, cool. But the line is not as long and it wasn't. So we went for Clay's birthday for the first time. Since have been back probably five to 10 times because they have this vegan golden milk one that is to die for. I literally got a pint last time I went so I could bring mm. it home. It's just so Wait, good. So Wait, I love Coneflower. I've been there so not so many times. I've only been there like five times because yeah, I think I opened it when we were in college or something. Yeah, it's been there for but a yeah, while. It's awesome. Right? And it's so cute and their branding's amazing. Super cute. I know. I so we that. love that for Omaha. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, listener okay. peaks of the week. Okay, Twyla said, started binging Gilmore Girls for the first time, putting me in this fall spirit. I have never seen Gilmore Girls either. So this is inspiring me. Maybe that is like the show that I need. I know Maggie, you know, merely Maggie. Mm-hmm. She's like always posting about it. And if she loves it, I'm sure I'd love it too. Did you ever watch it? I've never watched it. I'm horrible. I've never seen any of the cult classics of our generation, like Gossip Girl, Gilmore Girls, Same. Friends. Like, I don't know where I was, but I haven't seen a lot of TikTok edits with that Gilmore Girls fall, autumn sounds. So maybe I should watch too. Okay. Lexi said, hosting old college friends in my new home and connecting them with my new friends. Wee, that's so cute. Love colliding all the worlds of our friends together. Like that's one of my favorite things. So I hope you guys had a great time. Danielle said, starting a new job at a yoga studio and trying my first ever hot yoga class. I love that. Hot yoga is literally one of my favorite things ever. So I hope that this is an awesome journey for you. Decided on Banff as our honeymoon location. Um, If you guys don't know, Banff is that gorgeous blue water in Canada. It looks amazing. I was trying to go in May 2020. My trip got canceled. So I will be living vicariously through you, Kate. That sounds so incredible. As always, send in your piece of the week on our Instagram story every Monday at Already Friends Podcast. Okay, well, let's get into reading again. Like we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, it's going to be a little lighthearted chat and we're going to kind of share some of our favorite books, some recs, any tips for putting down the phone and reading more. So I feel like we could start with what is your favorite genre book? It varies so much because it's based on what, if I enjoy something for actual like self-improvement, like I do love a good like self-help business spiritual book because I feel like I'm getting so much out of them. But, you know, you see so much on the internet that's like, just go back to reading fiction. You don't always have Mm. to be learning. So I've been trying to read more nonfiction, but I'm not going to lie. Like when I'm reading, I like have this thought in the back of my head. I I can't relax enough. And that's something I need to unpack in like therapy. But it is a really long time to like read a whole nonfiction book. Mm -hmm. So I'm like really working on surrendering to that process 
Because if you're, if I'm like watching something on Netflix, say, but for the past six months, didn't have a TV when I was living over there. That's why I've been so productive. Even if you're watching something, you can kind of like multitask on your phone or Mm -hmm. laptop. And I'm such a busy body that it's a true practice for me to pause. And that's why I think that this episode will be good because I feel like as we're talking about it, I'm going to like teach myself right along with you guys of how to enjoy that without getting antsy. Yeah, because it is. It's truly time, like you said, where you can't multitask. It takes hours to finish a book, but I feel like, yeah, I I lean more towards my terrible qualities being lazy. So reading for me is enjoyable and I can find the tranquility in it, which is nice. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often. But I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week. And I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Artie Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. 
All right, real quick, we want to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered straight to your door. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. We absolutely love Factor. I cannot even tell you how delicious these meals are, guys. And I just love that you just throw it in the microwave. It's ready in two minutes. I've had some crazy busy weeks lately. In all my free time, I'm wedding planning. I'm trying to eat right for my wedding and Factor makes it so easy to do that. They have high protein meals, which I love. I'm trying to hit those 30 grams of protein every single meal. And Factor meals do that time and time again. They have delicious snacks, smoothies, and more. I love the coffee and chocolate breakfast smoothie. It's a protein smoothie and it is so delicious. I just can't tell you enough of how good and delicious Factor is. It's seriously the real deal. And if you guys use our code ALREADYFRIENDS50, you'll get 50% off. Again, that is ALREADYFRIENDS50 for 50% off your first order. And that's at factormeals.com. So go to factormeals.com slash alreadyfriends50 to give Factor a try for yourself. It's seriously so worth it. And we're so grateful to have them as a sponsor of the Already Friends podcast. Well, I know that you Wait. wrote down like some of the ways to enjoy reading or like to be able to like allow yourself to do that. And for me, if I have my phone by me, I'll like just be so distracted and I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I will either leave my phone inside and I think it helps to read outside for me because then you can't really like see your screen and your phone gets hot. And if I only take mm-hmm. the book like, you know, out onto my deck or to a park or something, then I can't even check the phone. Like I did go down to the Jean Leahy mall the other day and just like put my phone on do not disturb put it down in the bottom of my tote bag and like laid in the hammock and read for a while and it was really really nice and I just kind of gave myself like a time slot and it was partially about actually reading the book but partially about like just being present putting my phone away mm-hmm. but I would say my favorite time to read is at night before bed and that stems from my childhood because like we didn't have tvs in our room like that is what I did probably from you know when you start like actually reading for till like through high school and so I would just read in bed and I've said it so many times on the podcast, but I always charge my phone in the living room. So it's either lay in bed and stare at the wall or read before bed. So that's really mm-hmm. my time to do it in a way that I like really, really enjoy. But it's hard for me to kind of like read in the middle of the day. Yeah, I'm with you on leaving your phone inside, going outside. And maybe for you, if you have a backyard or an outside space, Maybe that's investing in a nice chair. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but like getting a folding chair literally from Goodwill or getting a swinging bench. Like we had this arch in our backyard for a swinging bench and we got it as a gift for Christmas from Connor's grandma, but I'll go outside and sit on the little bench and leave my phone in, read. I'm with you. If I have my phone out there with me and I just know now not even to bring it out there, I just get anxious and like, you know, social media is so addicting. If I just like pick up Instagram or TikTok, all of a sudden it's been 15 minutes, so I just don't even bother. Don't even bring it out there. Looping back to genres, I love reading fiction books. If I find myself getting out of the habit of reading, I know like a thriller always brings me back in, gets me sucked back in. So I love fiction thrillers um, because they're fast paced and it makes you want to flip the page, see what happens next. So if you're totally thrown off, I think both of us had this experience where Verity by Colleen Hoover Mm -hmm. definitely clicked back on reading for me. I know you said you couldn't put it down either. And then I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I love self-help books. Like I, I feel like I liked school. I think you can relate to that too. But like when you read self-help, I feel like it feels like you're learning and it like scratches that itch of your brain of wanting to learn. 
So any self-help book I'm a fan of. And for other nonfiction, I really like Malcolm Gladwell. I've read almost all of his books. He just does really good deep dives on different topics. So like talk with strangers, Blink, and then anything from Eckhart Tolle I love, which is all about meditation and mindfulness. So I'm reading his one of his second books right now. So yeah, I love that. I agree that Verity did reignite like our fiction love. But I think what's underlying all of that is like, if you want to get into reading, you have to read what you enjoy. Because if you mm-hmm. just read what's like popular or trendy, and it's not something that's in a genre you like, it's just going to feel so forced and you're not going to want to do it. So you really need to find either genres you're passionate about, topics you're passionate about, like theories, or maybe it's like autobiographies, but something biographies, not autobiographies, right? What's the difference? I think same. Biographies about anybody. Autobiographies about yourself. Yeah. Okay, well... Piggybacking off of that, what are your thoughts on not finishing a book? <laughs> Have you gotten to that experience before where you dove in, maybe you're halfway through or even like a quarter way through and you're just not vibing? Do you have to finish it or will you just give up? So when I was only buying books, 100%, I would force myself to finish because I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I bought this damn thing. I'm going to read it. I like, but because of you, now that I got my library card, if I don't like something, I'm like, I don't care. Like I'll get into yeah. it and then I just dump it and drop it off and get another one because it's like, why waste my time? Time, which is like yeah. one of the biggest benefits of having the library card, which we can do a whole segment about the library card. Yeah. Okay. I just had to ask you that because there's a book right now that I bought for like a dollar in Morocco at like an American charity library thing. I don't know. It was really random, but it takes place in like the fifties and it's a good story, but I have been trying to read this book for two years. I went to Morocco like two and a half years ago and I keep going back to it and then I have to reread the chapters. And I forgot what happened. And I'm, I don't know why, but like something in my brain is making me finish. But I know that I should probably just give up and just like go donate it. So I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what the general consensus is on that. I've seen both. I've seen people that are like, I have to know what happens, even though it's so boring. And then I've seen people that are like, no, stop. Don't waste your time. Go read something better. I guess if you equate it to a movie, like if I start a series or I'm watching a movie and I don't like it, I'll just turn it off. Go get something else. I'm not going to like finish you know how people say like it's really hard to get into? I'm like, then I'm not getting into it. Yeah. I'm just done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just not going to try. <laughs> yeah. That's weird though. Yeah, because I'm with you. I could like watch two episodes of a show and never finish it. But Something like the last the book. book I just read, A Thousand Splendid Sons, I started that book 10 years ago and I just finished it like two months ago. And it was really good. I'm glad I did it. But like, what is wrong with me? I don't know. Maybe there's something to unpack there. <laughs> I think my mom is a book finisher, but she also, I swear she can read like a page in 10 seconds. Like, we would go to the pool when we were younger and she would just crush a book in like two hours. That's and crazy. I'd be like, how was it? And she was like, oh, so bad. I could barely finish it. And I'm like, how do you How do you do it then? <laughs> how do you do it and why did you finish it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to look into that. But going back to the library, how you just said, either buy books or check them out. That was something I wanted to talk about. What is your rationale behind going to the library and picking something up versus maybe buying something? This is such a good question. And I actually have like thoroughly thought it through. If, <laughs> if I'm buying the book, it's something that I want to reference like again and again. So like self-help and business books where I think of them more like a textbook where I like read a couple of chapters that like resonate in part of it. And then I maybe put it away for a little bit and then go back to it when I need it to where I think the library is better, in my opinion, for books that you're like, I'm going to read this once. It was a mm-hmm. fiction book. I just got the story, probably not going to read it again. And if I really want to in a couple of years, I can recheck it back out. 
or over like um, a specific topic that you just kind of wanted some information on, but you don't need to refer back to it. Like last week, I got a bunch of cookbooks and like some nutrition books, which mm-hmm. like would I love to own those, but not at $50 a pop for like 12 books. So I'm like, oh, I'll just reference them, take some photos of the pages, yeah, skim the parts that resonated and then like take them back. What about you? I think that's great. Wait, checking out recipe books. I've literally never thought of that. But yeah, you can just take a picture and put it in a folder, an album on your phone. Yeah, because it's not that's usually really like good. every recipe is going to be something you want to try. Usually there's like a few key one in there that like cut your attention. Yeah. Oh yeah. And especially you're very minimalist. Would you say you're minimalist? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to put a title on you if that's not what you'd say. <laughs> and I can't see you having like 20 recipe books hanging up on your shelves. Like there's no space for that. No, that's literally smart. stress. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that's another factor. If the cover is pretty, I'm good to mm. buy it because then it will look good. But like yeah. a lot of those cookbooks are like neon colored kind of kitschy titles. Like I'm not about yeah. to have that on my shelf. No, that's good too. If it's aesthetic. I know I bought Milk and Flowers by Ruby yeah. Cower because it was cute and it was really good. It made me cry. Don't read that book if you're emotionally unstable because it will rip your heart out. But yeah, it was cute. So I bought it. I think for me, I will buy stuff, yes, if I'm going to reference it again. Also, if I'm at a small bookstore in a different town, like recently when I was in Montana, I walked into a bookstore and they're really nice. And I'm like, I feel like I should buy something because I want to support this like little bookstore. So I try to buy stuff that I'll hopefully reference or maybe even just if it reminds me of that place. I usually buy a book every year at the beach because again, it's like a small, cute local bookstore. So yeah, I like supporting the small stores, but also I will buy something if it's a really popular book and the library either one doesn't have it or two, it's like a hundred holds because there was recently a book, It Girl, that is a thriller, is really popular. I really liked it, but I did buy it because my library didn't have it and it's brand new. So for that kind of stuff, if you really want to read it and your friends are either reading it in book club or everyone's talking about it, I will buy it because I'm annoying. And I just want to know. I got to be in on the trends. I think those are great reasons too. I'm fully with you on supporting the local bookshops. Like when I was in LA, I got this cute little book called like How to Not Always Be Working. When I went to a wedding in Des Moines, I got like a poetry book. And what else did I get? Oh, um, something about water. I haven't read it yet. Mm. But I'm with you because it's like they're pretty. It reminds you of that time. You're supporting a local business. It feels good. You can read it on the trip if you want. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with all that. What are you currently reading? A book on fermented foods. Ooh. I am only a couple pages in, but I'm already like mind blown. I <laughs> Okay, GT Dave, right? I literally bought GT Dave today. I bought two GT Did you? Oh. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I mean, he's hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen interviews with him. Him or what he looks like. Have you ever seen those? No, but I would. He, okay, say, say your thing. Okay, I'll have to like. No, that's just all I have to say. <laughs> just go look him up after this. He is like, I don't even know how to describe He's just a movie character. Like, he's not even real, but he's, I mean, he's built an amazing empire. Yes. Do you know the story about why he built it? No. His mom had cancer and he mm. had read that fermented things can help cure mm-hmm. cancer. And wow. it was so successful for her that he was like, wow, I need to share 
share this. So he's built this amazing business. Mm -hmm. Fast forward. Have you also tried like the living coconut yogurt from him too? I've seen it on TikTok and I've gone to Whole Foods twice to look for it and I cannot find it. So I need to find a different location, but it looks, and I've heard it's delicious. It looks amazing. Do you have natural grocers? No, I don't (gasps) think so. Seriously. Oh my God. Um, There's like this crazy monopoly of two grocery stores in St. Louis that have like kicked all the other ones out. I was a deep dive until another time, but yeah, um, there's like two grocery stores, Schnucks and Deerbergs that like are St. Louis and they do not let anyone come in here. It's psycho. Oh, bummer. Okay, sad. <laughs> well, next time you come to visit, I'll have a stockpile <laughs> of Coco Yo, or yeah, because co- it's coconut yogurt, Coco Yo. But uh-huh. there's two servings in this container and each serving has 50 billion probiotics. So if you eat both, mm. it's 100 billion. Well, I didn't really know that when you first start eating, taking probiotics, you should really probably like keep it to like 50 billion a day to get started. And so one day I just like had both of those and then I had a whole kombucha and I was like overloaded my system with it because it's good, but you just like, got to ease into it. And dude, I was like farting so loud, but oh in God. this like basically like an air, like a balloon, like popping, like a whoopee cushion, like could not like control it because it wasn't like, oh, you eat like greasy Mexican food and you're like gurgling, like not that kind yeah. of stomach ache. Very different. So I just wanted to say, if you're going to start getting into eating fermented food or probiotics, like that is definitely a thing that you got to adjust to. And I didn't realize that. And so don't mm. get it confused with like, you know, if you eat bad food and your stomach is hurting, it's a different kind. No, there's so a limit you, for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So before you write off fermented foods, just know that that is an initial side effect. Um. Okay. The brand I was thinking of that I've seen on TikTok is called the Coconut Colt. That's the one I was looking mm. for. I, I've seen Cocoyo. Uh, either like my local grocery store, but the one that is like a fermented, apparently is really good. is called the Coconut Colt. So if anyone's tried mm. it, let me know. It looks really, really good. But any other like cool <laughs> any no, I'm very interested. This is like a very interesting book. I would love to read that next too. But any other interesting things, benefits you're learning about fermented foods? Um, I'm probably gonna butcher this, but I didn't realize like our bacteria eats the food. Mm. So you have to also give like you have to have good bacteria in your stomach so that the mm-hmm. like I just didn't I don't, I don't know how to explain it, still getting very into it, but like <laughs> knowing what different functions of the body do, like you know how the liver detox things. Mm-hmm. If you are putting too much bad shit in your body, your liver can't keep up just really interesting things about how the human body actually processes food that I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Like it's more than just like eat colorful foods and like move. Like there, it, there's a fucking science to it. And so I mm-hmm. really like want to go deep into educating myself more on nutrition because I just feel like knowledge is power. And we, when you know why you're eating something and what vitamins and macro and micronutrients foods have, it actually like makes it more fun to me. I, when you're uh, saying all that, I wrote that down. We should do a whole topic on gut health probiotics, good bacteria versus bad bacteria and have someone on because that was one of the big causes of like Connor's health issues was that he had too much bad bacteria in his body. He had to get all that figured out. So yeah, it's super important. I definitely want to check out that book when you're done. Yeah. I'll send you, or I guess I'll just link what it's called. I just want to say, like, I probably butchered that. So please do your own research <laughs> on it. But the the moral of the story is like, I'm currently interested in that. So it was very fun to go to the library 
and find books on that topic and kind of make it like a little romanticized thing. Like, okay, I'm going to get my matcha. I'm going to go look through that section at the library and rent a couple. So I think making sure you actually care about what you're checking out is going to ensure that you read the books if you want to know the information. Do you have any tips for someone who wants to get back into reading, find that love for it again? And how do they figure out what types of books they like to read or don't like to read? Yeah. I mean, that was like what you said, walking into the library, you knew that you had kind of had this interest in that. I mean, definitely the biggest tip if you're going to take anything from this episode, go get your library card and just go in and just see what calls your name. Like when I had just got mine, I would just go in. And sometimes it was just if there was a pretty cover or if the librarian had put out a little staff picks section, like you can just walk around and explore and you don't even have to get anything. Like you can also just go sit in there and I don't know, have a nice space to work or to hang out. But I feel like like I said earlier, getting out of a reading slump for me is getting a quick paced book. So finding a thriller or even just like a short book. There's so many TikTok videos on quick reads to read to get out of a reading slump. And luckily I ran, I found this one that was a short read at a small bookstore in Greenville, South Carolina, a couple, like a year ago when I visited McKenna and it was just something I read in a day. It was so good. I can link that book as well. I highly recommend if you need to get out of a slump because that one really helped me. So fast books to start. And then I feel like you should think about what you liked as a kid, either in middle school and high school and just dive back into that topic or literally reread those books. Like I know there's so many people our age that loved Harry Potter. If you're in a reading slump, just go reread those books. Even if you know what's going to happen, I feel like it'll get your mind moving, get you back into that muscle memory of holding a book. Um, I always loved The Hunger Games and Divergent. So for me, I know I'm going to like any dystopian story like that. So just think about what you used to like and tap into those, I think is a good tip. You saying holding the physical book, I think we did want to touch on that too. Like you and I both prefer to read physical books, right? Yeah, but I've never owned a Kindle. So I don't know. Maybe I would like having a Kindle. Have you had a Kindle? No, I haven't either. So I can't, I I just like having the book, but I know people do like Kindles. I don't know. I've never pulled the trigger. I feel, it would be nice. There are pros and cons. Like I think it would be nice to, it's so portable, especially when you're traveling. I also do like audiobooks. So I am a big Audible girl. I don't currently have a subscription, but you can get a subscription and get credits and then download a bunch. So I have a bunch downloaded. I really do like an audiobook. So either reading or audiobook for me. I think it depends what you do for a living. Cause like you and I are on screen so much during the day that I'm like, no, I need to not be on a screen. So I want a physical book. But if you were someone who, I don't know, is like working with your hands all day or like you're a teacher or something and you're like, I just need the convenience of all of my books and one Kindle. Mm. And, or like if you have kids you're taking care of or you're always on the go, then maybe audiobooks would be best for you because you're like, I I can't just sit down and read. Yeah. Or if you're yeah in the car a lot mm-hmm. and you don't want to do a podcast. So I will say for audiobooks, I don't know how I feel about fiction audiobooks. It's interesting. I think I like reading a thriller on pen and paper, like on a piece of paper, because I did listen to The Paris Apartment. It was a really popular book right now on audiobook. And it was like, I think I'd rather read that. But, you know, you got to try things out <laughs> gotta see what you like. And yeah, I think a paperback is my preferred book type. Any books currently on your reading wish list? Right now I'm reading The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which is super old, but that's another fun thing. You can read books that are now movies. So I'm really excited to finish that because then I can go watch the movie. But I want to get, I don't know if I want to dive into this world. I'm sure I'm going to get some listener or some listeners right now that read these, but that series, A Court of Thorns and Roses is like, psycho popular the fan cult it's like a cult following 
So maybe I'll dive into those. I think that's the series that everyone says Clay looks like. Oh, Cassian? Cassian? I think it is. Okay. What about you? What's on your reading list? I should pull it up right now because I can't remember off the top of my head. But in my Notion, I have a tab of books I want to read. And I know that The Body Keeps Score is one on there. Okay. But I think it's like kind of intense. So I haven't started it yet because I like need to mentally prepare myself, I think. But now that I'm exiting busy season and cozier weather is coming, I feel like it's time. Otherwise, I think just more cookbooks. Like now that I, guys, I'm telling you, after. (laughs) Not having my kitchen for six months, I am just like so excited to be cooking and messing around with like new recipes. Okay. I don't know how everyone works with recipes. This is a whole different podcast episode, but I just like to look at recipes for like inspiration. Like I don't really go Mm. and necessarily follow them to a T or include every ingredient. I'm just like, oh, a mango salsa. Okay, cool. And then I just kind of like get my own things from it. But it helps my brain come up with things as well to be like, oh, I would have never thought about using that ingredient in that way. Okay, perfect. And then I can add my own spin. No, that's good. I sometimes I do that. Sometimes I follow to a T. I sometimes get in my head. I'm like, it's better when I follow it to a T. But also I know a lot of people that, like you said, you just get the inspiration. I don't know. (laughs) I think some people just comes more intuitively. Like you can look at something and know it needs to be added. I'm not there yet. So I got to follow the recipes. Otherwise I'm like, because I made a, a sauce the other day and I'm like, I just kind of made up my own things. I'm like, I feel like this would have been better if I just found a recipe. <laughs> but it'll come. The skill will come one day. Pros and cons though. Because when you come up with something yourself and it hits, you're like, that was all me, man. Like yeah. I did it. And when you fail, it's like, okay, that was like maybe a little bit too much of this ingredient or that. And mm-hmm. it teaches you to kind of recognize the process more. Yes. Of what each ingredient actually does to the recipe. Yes. And you probably feel so much more accomplished when you're like, that was amazing. And I made that up. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. You're right. I have I've had flops. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. Well, but, I love that recipe book tip. I think that's a really good one. I'm definitely gonna try that out next. Any final thoughts? I will just say with the recipe book section at the library, at least mine, it was like three aisles of every possible type of cookbook you could ever imagine, from like wow. plant based to keto to Italian desserts to French desserts to this to that. Like it was a whole world, and I feel like you could just pick a Saturday and. You don't even have to go check any out. It's just fun to go to the library and like literally flip through pages, grab some books off the shelf and be like, oh, that's really interesting. And the last thing I want to say about the library is there's also like the Libby app that you can mm-hmm. use your library number and then get books that way too. Audio books or is it ebooks or what is it? I actually haven't used it yet because like kind of like we that's probably why you and I yeah. don't use it because I like the yeah. the physical. But if someone didn't want to pay for books on Kindle, you can also just you can use the Libby, the Libby app. app. Yeah. Okay, for your Kindle. Nice. I think so. Yeah, I think I've used it for an ebook, but I only needed it to check out like a couple pages. I didn't read the whole thing on my computer, but yeah, that's that's great. They have Libby and there's another one, Hoopla, for audiobooks, I believe. Oh. So the more you know. I and will, like we said oh my on God. this episode, there's podcast equipment. My library has fishing equipment. Like outside of reading, there's just so much you can read. Projectors, like movie nights. Mine has seeds. Like if you garden, you just, oh my you just get packets of seeds. Like you don't have to give them back. Like you just get to pan- yeah. plant your own crops borrow the seeds you have to give them back that'd be funny <laughs> yeah like you guys have to bring in the produce when it actually yields something <laughs> you share no that's great and then I also want to shout Goodreads I feel like that is a great mm, app love to Goodreads. connect with your friends and rate the books see what other people have said about things and 
you know, your ego can have the satisfaction of when you finish a book, you get to yep. post about it. <laughs> I love clocking in that I finished yeah. a book. That's the best feeling ever. Same. It actually motivates me to finish reading books. Okay. It keeps you on track with those goals. Like I wanted to read 12 books this year. And the only thing holding me to that is the Goodreads app. Honestly. Okay. I feel like that is a good way you were, you know, at the beginning you said like, do you want to finish the book? Or are you good to ditch it? If you do good, if you have a Goodreads account and then you get to post the book and do a review, mm-hmm. then you get that like check mark satisfaction of like, okay, I did it. But I do take the reviews lightly. Like I feel like if it's a four, I will view it as like a 4.2. Or if it's like a 3.8, I'll view it as a four. Cause I feel like sometimes people are a little too harsh on Goodreads. Yeah. I feel For like you and I are not like full sent. Like, you know, there's people that read yes. like two, three books a day, like hundreds yes. of books a year. That is not you and I. So I feel like if I was able to, finish a book and like mildly enjoyed it I'm like five stars and other people are (laughs) like the plot was this like what about these characters have no blah 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 and I'm like oh yeah I guess I guess you're right I didn't really read into it that much yeah so take it with a grain of salt but I do love a good good reads review slash posting on mine okay great well that was a great episode maybe we'll do part two I feel like we could talk so much more on books but yeah that was fun it was fun great idea thank you for coming up with this on the fly when I messaged you last night and was like (laughs) (laughs) we record tomorrow i'm leaving i'm going to the netherlands <laughs> no that was perfect okay yay well thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of already friends i'll catch you guys next week bye Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. We want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys. We need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? (laughs) So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye.